0: Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee.
1: It's my pleasure now to be talking to Sean Rakimov. Sean runs the website silverstrategies.com. He's an associate of David Morgan. He helps David Morgan uh, make his stock picks, and he he goes around the world visiting numerous mines, particularly in the silver sphere. And, of course, like uh, all good newsletter writers and experts, he invests his own money. Uh, in in lots of these companies. Sean, hello. Uh, After many years of knowing you, it's a pleasure to finally have you on the show. Thank you, Dominic. It's a pleasure. So so, uh, we're talking now at the beginning of March and uh, silver's at about $34 or $35. What what do you make? $36. There we go. Uh, What what do you make of silver at the moment?
2: Well, it is hard to, um, I guess, characterize it in a short time frame. Uh, it's a backdrop of, uh, say, some geopolitical events. But uh, aside from that, I think silver is acting the way we expected it to be acting. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I penned an article called uh, Positioning Yourself for the Next Move in Silver. And in that article, uh, my forecast was that uh, of course, silver was under $15 at the time. My targets were for the next move uh, major move in silver between thirty and fifty dollars, and uh, I still maintain that
1: well very good, and, and that 's the thing about silver is that when it goes, it goes incredibly quickly, and if you haven 't positioned yourself it 's very hard to get on the boat.
2: Yes, uh, because silver is a very small market, it can be very volatile and maybe even violent in some cases, like we 're seeing in the last week or so it 's been going up about a dollar a day. And uh, it's hard to, you know, make up your mind and you jump in. Do you wait for it to settle someplace? Yeah, it can be treacherous.
1: Now, um, we, we were talking about Bob Hoy last night, uh, a good friend of mine and, and, and of yours. And, and Bob's sometimes quite negative about silver. But uh, funnily enough, w- w- when I uh, read my email inbox this morning, there was a, one of his technical strategists, Ross Clark, had just sent out an email alert saying that this silver run has got more left in it.
2: Uh, that does not surprise me. That's actually a uh, feature of a good professional to recognize that there's been change in the market or uh, in the move and uh, adapt and change strategy on the fly. That's what professionals do.
1: Very good. Now, um, what, what, about, uh, what about your investing strategy? I know you own a lot of silver bullion. How, how else have you been playing this and, and how do you intend to carry on playing it?
2: Well, I'm, I'm in silver for the long term. I first got involved in silver space around 2000. Um, at the time, I was working on Wall Street, and I was kind of part of the dot-com mania, and I was losing money left, right, and center. And I decided to dig deeper and find out why it is that uh, you know everything is going up and I'm losing money. And uh, then I figured out that uh, the next Area to be focused on would be hard assets, and within them, gold was the easy one. And then I further narrowed down that silver would outperform gold at least three for one. Uh, in fact, today that's probably still the case. So I, I, I focused on silver, and I've been doing that for about ten years now.
1: Now there's a real shortage of of really good pure silver plays. Um, what, 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 what do you make? I mean, wh- where it's, where are the kind of the 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 uh, up and coming junior silver
2: producers? There aren't there aren't that many of of a decent size. Uh, one good area to look at is um, the companies that call themselves gold companies, uh, and I've had this argument with a number of them and. Uh, Uh, basically the way silver occurs in nature a lot of times it occurs with other metals either copper or lead zinc or gold and in some cases some other metals and uh, gold being their universally accepted and attractive metal uh, a lot of companies by default call themselves gold companies however their metal mix in the ground uh, usually is close to 50-50 but that that number is a moving target because silver has been outperforming gold, say, 10 years ago. The ratio was around 100 to 1. Uh, nowadays, uh, I think it's under 40 to 1. Apparently, I
1: think 39, somebody told me last night.
2: So uh, what that does is I was meeting with a company like that yesterday, and they thought of themselves as a gold company. But as of yesterday, they said more than 55% of their value in the ground is in silver, and it's going up basically on a daily basis. So that's one area to look at, and uh, so, do you think more companies are going to start rebranding themselves as silver companies? I mean, I can think of several
1: gold companies, particularly in Mexico, that are exactly as you described. They've basically got more silver than
2: they do gold. Uh, I think it would be a wise strategy, because Silver should continue to outperform gold uh, i 'm not saying you know tomorrow or next week, but over the longer term, I mean the trend is clear and it should continue uh, outside of that uh, probably at current silver price, some of the projects that have not been economic before uh, quickly becoming economic, as well as some other companies or projects that have been neglected, say maybe due to size or other. Uh, issues or considerations related to them uh, now coming to fore and uh, you know brought brought forward brought into the market so keep an eye on them and uh, you going to we'll mention any names
1: um you don't have to if you don't want to i mean, some some guys like to and some guys get uh, you don't
2: like, don't like to i think for uh, somebody who is not in this space, full time, like myself, and who doesn't spend a lot of time looking at these things, and has his you know day job and th- does this as you know like most people do, as I used to do, just to have an investment account. Uh, they should stick with producers because, uh, well, I, I should refer to an article I wrote. Uh, it was called "Institutionalized Market," and basically in that article I uh, put up a flow chart of how I expect money to flow into the space. There's a lot of money that is out in the market that is scared that has been making their living in other areas that is coming into the space. And they do not know how to get into, how to play it. So the easiest way they will go into is the producers. They'll start with the large caps and filter their way down. And I think that's a good place for somebody who is not a professional to play it. What do you think of the uh, ETF SIL? Um, I've had some conversations with them. I didn't necessarily like uh, the mix they had. Again, I'm a professional in the silver space, so I have opinions. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it is a useful vehicle for uh, people outside the industry. Okay.
1: And you, you yourself, so you, you, for the less experienced investors, you'd recommend silver producers, but I presume you, or you yourself like rip-snorting explorers.
2: Yes, I do that because uh, I think uh, it would be um, a bit of a waste of time for me to. Uh, the amount of time I spend in space, I think I can and should work uh, higher up the risk curve. Uh, that said, uh, you know, it doesn't always pay out, no matter how much you know, because nobody knows what's underground until it comes out. That's a good point. Nobody
1: knows what's underground until it comes out. So why don't you describe. Um, uh, the last three years. How have the last three years been for you? We had the kind of 2008 c- calamity and then the kind of the uh, bounce back from 2008. Has it, has it been a, a,
2: a, an incredible roller coaster for you? Certainly, uh, like most people and silver bugs and gold bugs and uh, people who spend a lot of time in the junior mining space, uh, I uh, took a big hit uh, back then and uh, it's been slow recovery till about six months ago. Uh, it's been absolutely stir crazy in the last, say, three months, maybe four months. So, uh, yeah, silver is now what today, $36 and change. And uh, it is a legitimate investment opportunity, asset class, however you want to characterize it. And I think people worldwide uh, took notice of silver as a valid play. So there should be a lot more money coming in. Again, it may not happen tomorrow. I think on a technical basis, silver is way overbought. But uh, in the market, the size of silver versus the amount of paper money floating around, that uh, does not necessarily mean that it should drop tomorrow. And, uh, I mean, are we going to see triple-digit silver one day? Absolutely. I've been on record saying that for many, many years, going back to silver under $10. And... uh, I think uh, you will see, well, I'm on record saying certainly $100, probably $200, and maybe $300. And uh, you have to qualify that in what dollars that is. Dollars are moving target itself, but let's say $2,000 $2,000. <laughs>
1: that's a big target and um year two thousand dollars very good and and uh, let me ask you one last question it's everyone's favorite subject uh, how much uh, investigation have you done into what goes on uh, in the futures exchanges and what's been going on there and do you have an opinion about all of that zero zero opinion or zeros going on
2: uh, zero investigation my take on these things is uh It's not going to matter in the long run. I'll give you an example. Back on my days in Wall Street, I used to do a lot of charting and technical analysis. And the first thing they teach you is uh, the charter should not know the name of the company, Ah. should not know anything about the company because it has no prejudice. Correct. Now, uh, to uh, uh, extend that view a little bit, my approach to some of these. theories that are flying out there uh, let's say uh, you know we look at 50 60, 70 years ago and move in any particular stock or index there may be 10 different things were happening that were big and important back then but we have no clue we just look at the chart and we take it as it is so 20 years from now we may not have a clue why today what lawsuits were out there or what issues what exchanges had problems we don't know And I prefer not to take that into consideration, and uh, price tells me more than uh, I want to know in other areas. Okay,
1: very good. And uh, if silver carries on rising at 20%, 30% a year, and it's being manipulated down, well, long live manipulation.
2: There you go. (laughs) You answered your question.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, Sean, uh, as we close now, why don't you give out your website address so that people can find out more about... Well, tell us what you do with your website, and, and then give out the address.
2: Uh, I'm the editor of silverstrategies.com. It's a silver-focused website. I've been around there for a number of years. It's free for, I guess, uh, the public at large. And uh, the idea there is to help you uh, do some homework on silver and silver-related investments. Good stuff.
1: Well, Sean Rakimov, thank you very much.
2: Thank you, Dominic.
0: Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes.